Hey, everybody. Welcome to Real Relationship Talk. I am your host, Dana Shea, and I'm so happy that you are here today. We are going to have a great conversation. My husband, Sean, is back for today's episode, and I always love having him on. He is literally my favorite podcast guest. And so today, you guys, we are talking all about making love outside of the bedroom. Now, you can use your imagination for whatever you think that means. If you think we're going to tell you the different rooms in your house and how to have it all go down. That's probably not what this episode is going to be about. However, you know, we might go there. You just never know. When my husband comes on, you never know what he's going to say. So I am just really looking forward to you guys gleaning from some of the mistakes that we made in our marriage and some of the things that we're doing really well in. I think that um, every time we talk, it, it strengthens our relationship because we realize that we're doing some things really well. And so before we get into today's episode, we do have a Q&A with Dana Shea. And so this question came from an Instagram user. Um, They sent me a direct message and they are anonymous, so I'm not going to name their name. Um, But the question goes like this. I'm married and me and my husband are having major problems in our marriage. I'm from Arizona and he's from Philadelphia. I moved out to Philadelphia to be with him and marry him. Since then, problems have been occurring left and right. I'm locked in and I'm unsure how to progress. I recently told my husband that I miss my family and that I want to go to Arizona to surprise uh, my mother on her birthday. He disagrees and believes that I shouldn't go to Arizona knowing that our marriage is in shambles. Please help me with any advice you may have. We believe in God. Divorce is not in question, but we may be justified to separate. So I'm going to answer this person's question and the conclusion of today's episode. So make sure that you all stay tuned so that you can hear this advice that I give to this sweet person who actually sent me this message. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump into our conversation today with my husband, Sean Williams, and we are talking all about making love outside the bedroom. Welcome back to episode 26 of Real Relationship Talk. I am your host, Dana Shea, and I am here today with my husband, Sean. Sean. Thanks for being here. Welcome. Everybody always loves when you come on the podcast. I really love having you on, but you know, it's it's taken you a long time to actually get to this point of getting on the podcast regularly without giving me a whole bunch of excuses and reasons. Why are you making me sound good? What has changed? Hmm. What's changed? Kind of the topic we talk about a little bit, maybe, huh? Yeah. Well, today's going to be a great topic. We are talking all about making love outside the bedroom. So you all may have heard that title because it's in a promo that we're doing for a Valentine's Day couples workshop actually on Tuesday, February the 16th. So regardless of when you're listening to this, that that date may have passed or you might still be in time to get your ticket. So be sure to head over to danashay.com slash workshops and make sure that you sign up for that. So I'm really excited. Please sign up. Please sign up. Why should they sign up? Actually, let's talk about that. Because I'm on the show. Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) In case that's not enough reason for those, the rest of you, um, we're going to be talking about some issues that I think really affect a lot of marriages. And as Sean, as we were talking earlier, even before we started um, recording, I was talking about a lot of couples actually, I think, take for granted what it actually means to make love. 
what it means to create love, lasting love. And that's what we're all about is creating lasting love in your marriage. And so, Sean, you actually had a really good take on the dynamic, the difference between men and women in relationships. And a lot of times when women are thinking about making love, we're thinking of it in this whole other way than you men are thinking about it. So I just I'm grateful to have your perspective. And I think that the guys are especially grateful to be able to hear from you because you have a whole different take on what making love is all about. You want me to talk about it now or we're going to wait till later? Well, you can jump right in. Sure? Yeah. You sure you can handle? I I can handle it. I've handled much worse. (laughs) 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 All right. But listen, but before actually, before we get into that, I think it's interesting to talk about the whole making love dynamic because a lot of people equate making love to just sex. Mm -hmm. And even though we are all in the, we are in the all about sex series Making love, at least in the context that we're talking about it, is much more than just sex. It's much more than just what you do between the sheets. And so I really think it's important that we kind of demystify what making love is all about because you can be, you can have sex with someone that you're not in love with, right? You can have sex, even in a marriage, you can, you can be making love even though you're not really feeling a lot of love in your marriage. And so I really want to help people to be able to um, understand what that's all about. So I think for women, I'll start. So the whole topic of the workshop, let me just start there. The whole topic of the workshop is making love outside the bedroom. And so initially when people hear that, they're thinking, okay, she is probably going to start talking about foreplay or um, what are some things that you can do to get in the mood. And those will be a part of the workshop. It is something that we're going to discuss. But I think for me, most importantly, what I'm after is how can you actually start to develop these healthy habits in your marriage that's going to create lasting love so that when you get in the bedroom, it's just like the climax of everything that you've already been building towards. And I can speak from experience for us. We've always had, I think, a pretty good sex life, mm-hmm. right? But I think that there have been times that um, we didn't necessarily do our work up front. And so for me, at least, it felt a little like lacking. Like the, the actual sex part was good, but I felt like it was the whole experience was lacking because we weren't really investing a lot on the front end. We weren't really doing a lot to create this this lasting love in our marriage. Mm. Would you elaborate a little bit more? I mean, like, what do you mean? Like, sex was great, but I wasn't just hitting all the aspects emotionally yeah. or... Yeah, so I think like even like communication, right? So, you know, I'm always talking about like, I don't want to be in the shallow waters. I don't want to just have, you know, <laughs> I don't want to just have these like light conversations. I like to go deep. I like to have really meaningful conversations. And so if I felt like, gosh, me and Sean can't even have like real conversations about things, but we have great sex, Mm -hmm. then it's like, uh, it's great, but I'm kind of missing something on this other end. Mm. And so I think like once I was able to really be able to communicate with you, like these are some of the things that I'm missing. These are some of the things, some of the areas that I feel like we need to grow in when those areas became strengthened and they are still strengthening that has made a big difference at least for me Mm, okay i got you i got you so again the sex physical part was on point though it was on point okay all right cool all right good confidence booster (laughs) (laughs) um i mean but that's a good point though because um a lot of times for guys i mean that's uh, a lot of things we we are 
maybe lacking self-confidence or, I mean, are we handling our job physically, you know, because if truth be told, I mean, yeah, we, I mean, we talk a good game, but I mean, in all actuality, it feels good. So, I mean, we can't always control that. And so we are always thinking that we do a good job physically, but we're not hitting on the emotional part. Right. And, and the all we're not hitting it all around. So we are just happy to emotionally, I mean, physically handle our business. Mm-hmm. And therefore, we might be thinking that once we've handled it physically, hopefully we did a good job. But if you don't respond to what we think you should, then it's kind of like, crap, what did I do? Did I not do something right? Did I not all the while might be good physically, but we're just not hitting that emotional part. Yeah. And I think it's because you guys aren't really being taught that. Like most men, as little boys, most parents are not teaching their sons how to be in tune with a woman's emotional needs. Right. It's just like, you know, and even like a lot of dads, you know, that are teaching their sons about sex or if you didn't have a dad, maybe you got no teaching. Or even if you did have a dad, you know, there's some dads who don't take the time to teach their sons. And so... I think that boys are, you're entering into this relationship that you really have no, like, background for. You really have no teaching for. Which is a tricky situation because you want to talk to your kids about sex early, Mm -hmm. but you don't want to encourage them. So that's a whole different conversation for a different day because, you know, at a young age, if you're trying to teach your son, he needs to be in tune emotionally and physically is once you know you're you should have an open relationship with your kids Mm -hmm. then once they are pursuing marriage then that's probably when you want to have that conversation about the emotional aspect as well as the physical but i think even in a dating relationship like let's just take the sex out like if you are we have boys right and so well we have a daughter too but i'm thinking about the boys right now but we i want my sons when they start dating The oldest, Chris, is already dating, but, you know, the little boys, Corey and Colin, they, when they start dating, I want them to be able to pick up on some of these emotional cues from a girl. I don't want them to be with a girl and be, like, completely clueless as to what she's going through emotionally, to be completely clueless as to, like, how she might need him or how she might need him to respond to certain things. Mm. And so I think that what you're saying, yeah, you don't want to introduce too much too soon, but I I also think that if we can actually get these young men, um, these young boys to actually start to be in tune with, oh, this is how women are. And not like in this weird way, like, oh, all women are PMSing because that is irritable. Okay, like that gets on my nerves because all women are not like that, right? All women are not overly emotional and crying all the time and stuff like that. It's just there's a difference. Men and women are different. Right. And teenage girls and teenage boys are different. And I think that in our culture, girls have been so conditioned to like meet all the men's visual needs. That's why you have these little girls out here running around looking like they're 35 years old and they're 14 because they've seen like, oh, this is what I need to do to be acceptable to this guy. But on the flip hand, on the flip side, no one's teaching guys what you need to do to be acceptable to to young women Mm. other than having bling and having shoes and making yourself look like you have money, which is a whole nother conversation. But I don't know. I guess I'm just basically I'm trying to say that I think we need to be teaching our children earlier mm-hmm. what a, a woman's emotional needs are and how that does affect what happens later on in the intimate part of their relationship. I mean, it can go both ways. I mean, I think it needs to be taught in both sides of the spectrum where maybe if you focus on that versus the sexual, but I mean, 
it's so many variables out here with that. But I mean, a female needs to be taught how to hit a man's emotional cues as well, mm -hmm. because if that is taught on early, then you can have communicate early on versus later trying to learn how to communicate. So if you're hitting each other's emotional needs, the physical will be 20 times better, right. you know, once you get there. Right. So it really sounds like we need to talk about the different emotional needs of men and women. Yeah. Yeah. So I know for me, like, even like when we were dating, I mean, you were always like this, you were just always even keel. I never really saw you get angry. I never really saw you really emote. Mm -hmm. So I really honestly didn't know how to approach you emotionally. Mm -hmm. And so when I did see you get angry or you actually start to have some kind of emotion, I was like, I don't know what to do with this because mm -hmm. it was it was different. It wasn't something that I saw a lot of. So I don't know if you want to talk about, you know, do you feel like I was meeting your emotional needs earlier in our marriage? Not early on. I mean, but again, you say you didn't know and I didn't know how to communicate that with you. So I was lacking on both parts, you know, not knowing how to communicate what my emotional needs because I wasn't in tune with myself emotionally. Mm. So if you're not in tune with yourself emotionally, you don't really know what you need right. until something's not happening. And then you're like, what is this? Yeah. Or so, I mean, as long as everything's good, you know, because you can sustain a physical relationship for a good little while. Yeah. But after a while, that gets kind of, all right, what's next? Mm -hmm. You know, all right. We've done this. We did this. All right. Ooh, all right. Now, what's next? Right. So, like, for men, um, a big thing for men, for me personally, is um, respect. Mm -hmm. You know, I, you've heard me cry for respect for years. But just recently, you know, we've been married 21 years, mm -hmm. going on 22. Mm -hmm. And I'm finally starting to understand, you know, and have some self-realization of respect and what it takes to to give respect, and it's not just oh you need to respect me and do this and that third, but I to get respect you have to um give respect mm -hmm. you know, and also you have to be able to communicate you know respect. I know recently I've been struggling with where well not struggling per se, but I've had the revelation of respect as you know I cry I want respect 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 and. When I start looking at respect, especially um, in our in our dynamics where we both are Christians, where I I haven't fulfilled all my du um, duties to, to gain respect, and I had a self revelation, whereas I was lacking spiritually, and you weren't. That really that the respect was turned over to you in that aspect. I had the revel revelation that my family was really living off your prayers. And that, I mean, that hit me like a freight train. It was like, boom, so, ouch, that hurt. And from there, I mean, it was kind of like, I was like, okay, well, if you're not going to take this, if you're not going to lead your, your family spiritually and Dane is willing to, I'm going to give that to her. Mm. Honestly, because she's living that, walking that life out, she's not really going to respect you and that, that falls in your plate. And I mean, that, that was kind of crushing. It was like, ooh. And so that in turn caused me to have to look at myself internally and get myself together and say, you know, I can't holler respect and do all these and want request all these things when I'm not fulfilling the needs in every aspect. Now, if I'm hitting all the aspects spiritually, mentally and physically, mm -hmm. then OK. And that was a revelation. So once you 
once you fill this box, you know, you get your spiritual life together, then you will see the respect you're, you're wishing for. That's really, I'm so glad you had that realization. <laughs> Fellas, are you sick of your wife being too tired for sex? Ladies, do you get annoyed that all your husband seems to want is sex? What if you could take your intimate connection to the next level? I want to teach you about making love outside of the bedroom. Come learn how to make your lovemaking sessions last all day long. Join my hubby Sean and I for a hot and spicy virtual workshop on Tuesday, February 16th at 7 p.m. Eastern. We'll help you and your spouse to rekindle those loving feelings you felt when you first came together and make your marriage exciting again. Come with your spouse or come by yourself. Register today for the virtual workshop at danashay.com slash workshops. Whether you've been married for 30 days or 30 years, you won't want to miss this workshop. Register now at danashay.com slash workshops because it's time you made your marriage bed great again. For years, I was very frustrated in that department. Like, you know, God, I know what your word says about, you know, the husband is supposed to be the spiritual leader. And even in, you know, the Bible, it talks about husbands are to teach the children. And and I'm like, what am I supposed? What am I supposed to do here? You know, am I supposed to just like wait around for for you to like realize and like get it together while our kids are constantly getting older and I'm constantly needing like a spiritual covering? Mm. And I think that that was such a source of frustration for me. And so, yeah, I would act out because of my frustration. Mm. And so when you would try to say something, even other decisions, like not even in the spiritual department, but let's say you were like, okay, this is what we're going to do with our finances. I'd be like, whatever, you know, like, have you prayed about that? Mm. You know, because I've been praying about that. And then of course you'd be like, well, I mean, I might not have prayed about it, but this is what I think we should do. You know? And I was like, uh, -uh, mm -mm. what we're not going to do is have our finances falling apart. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. And so I think that for you, to to have that real that revelation or that realization even um, that's really big and I think that a lot of men might not have even put the two and two together mm -hmm. like men who are married to strong Christian women or even men who are just married to strong women right right because right. that is tricky mm -hmm. you know if you're a strong independent woman like I am you know. You don't need a man, right? You know, you and, and I love the fact that we're married, and I want you here. And there are definitely things that I do need you for, but like I wouldn't fall apart tomorrow if if you weren't here. And so I think when you are confident in yourself and you're like, I can I can take care of myself. You know, I know how to do these things. That can breed insecurity in a man, and then it's like this whole. Um, cycle of the man feels insecure so then he's feeling disrespected right. even if the wife isn't doing anything to cause him to feel that way mm -hmm. that's just his own feelings right. and then the wife is then not probably not going to receive the love that she's looking for because he's feeling disrespected and so then she's going to feel some kind of way and it's just like this whole crazy cycle mm -hmm. and i think that's such a good point sean that you as a husband as men are listening to this can stop that cycle with you working on being the best that you can be, especially in the spiritual department. Right, right, right. And, you know, again, this is not taught. Right. So 
for me, the revelation was a lot of times, Christian or not, we give our, I don't want to, I don't know the word I'm looking for. I don't want to say authority, but we give, give it away Mm -hmm. because we're not where we need to be because one, because we don't know. Mm -hmm. And two, because we lack research. How can I be the best man I can be? What am I lacking at? Mm -hmm. A lot of us don't like to look in the mirror and see what we're lacking at. You know, we want to see we're doing this. I'm hitting this numbers. I'm doing this. All these things are right. Okay, let's push this thing aside where I'm lacking. Let's not focus on that. Let's focus on all the things I'm hitting on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm doing all five things right, but I'm lacking at the main important thing. But I'm doing these five things right. So you need to respect me versus let me get all my stuff together. And so when we fail to, to hit all the aspects, we give that box away and Unfortunately, sometimes, you know, it, if you have a strong wife, they're going to take it and run with it and they're going to flourish in it. And again, like you said, you're a strong independent woman. You realize I enjoy having you here, but I don't need you. Mm-hmm. And that's a tricky situation on both parts, because right. for you, it's like, I don't need that. I can do this on my own. Mm-hmm. And for the man, it's like, I mean, it's like, dang, so, you know, I'm I'm inadequate. But, you know, it's, if you're not able to catch it, you know, you can go your separate ways. Fortunately for us, and you know, for me, I had a revelation. Okay, I need to change some things within myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just thought about this. Do you think that men overcompensate in the bedroom because they feel like they're lacking in other areas? Yeah. I mean, in general, yes, that's what a man would do. Whatever he's confident in, he's going to excel in that to try and cover up what he's lacking in. Mm-hmm. Because... We don't want to show a weakness. Mm-hmm. So whatever we, we're going to hide that weakness, you know, just so we don't get caught out on it. But we're going to promote what we excel in, wherever that may be. And so I think that 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 might be a reason why so many women feel like, God, that's all he thinks about is sex. That's all he wants is sex. Because maybe he feels like he's lacking in all of those other areas, but he knows that he's the only one who can please her sexually. And so he's going to put all his eggs in that basket. Uh And I know for me as a woman, that that is a turnoff. Like when you feel like your husband is not taking care of your emotional needs and you feel like he's not taking care of your spiritual needs, but he wants to be like, you know, Don Juan in the bedroom. And you're like, uh, okay. You know what I mean? And so I think if you're a good wife, you're going to go with it. You're like, okay, you know, well, if it's good, it's good, you know? But at the same time, I know for me, I've left situations feeling like, gosh, you know, but like, I I just, we're we're not connected, you know? And so I think it's that, again, talking about making love is love is not just something that women need. It's something that men need, too. It's not men's number one need. We know that a man's number one need is respect. But I think that a lot of women need respect, too, Mm -hmm. especially high capacity women who are operating at very high levels, who are operating businesses and ministries and organizations like she needs to feel respected for what she's bringing to the table, too. So all women are not just like, oh, tell me I'm pretty and that you love me all day. Like, you know, a lot of women are like, I need you to respect what I bring to the table. Right, right. If we really unpack this, this is a whole different conversation where if we really want to be honest and break things down, times are changing. Right. And the woman is just as equal as the guys mm-hmm. and can can be adequate. And then the same things as, as guys can do is the, the world has changed and mm-hmm. which have no problem with. 
But it's a conversation where a lot of people are not used to that. Mm -hmm. And that's another, for a lot of guys, that's uh, um, intimidating. Where, again, when we can't be intimidated, so we're going to have to intimidate you. We're going to have to overcompensate in what we're good at to make you feel inferior in something just because we don't want to show um, be the inferior race because with the male race has been the dominant race in society for so many years. Mm-hmm. And so this times are changing now where, where the females are becoming equal and sometimes surpassing the guys. And a lot of times, whoa, 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 hold up. I might not be doing nothing. I might not have an education. My degree might be sitting at home, but you're going to listen to me. Mm-hmm. Even though you're out working, I'm going to make the final decision. Where does that really make sense? Yeah, and I think it, it gets exacerbated because that's religious teaching too. You know, like the husband's supposed to be the head regardless. And I have some issues with that kind of teaching. You know I do. Like, I'm like, um, if you're not working, you're not bringing nothing to the table, you're not taking care of your kids, you're sleeping all day, I'm going to need you to lead something and right. if you want a following, you mm-hmm. know? And so I think that, and this isn't, you know, everybody has their different opinions, you know, on headship in the house and all of that. That's not what this particular podcast episode is about. <laughs> but I do feel like coming together as a couple, like, I say this often that, you know, a healthy marriage is one whole person plus one other whole person coming together as one. It's really the miracle of marriage is one plus one equals one in God's economy. And so really you're having a lot of half baked men, if you will, Mm -hmm. and broken women trying to come together in a marriage. And it's just a whole bunch of mess. And so I know for us, you know, that is one thing I remember. I don't know if you remember this, Sean, but this was probably like 12 years ago, um, we had taken this marriage assessment and it was like basically uh, scoring us on our compatibility. Right, right. And we were of zero compatibility in every single area except for the sexual area. And we were like, well, goodness, at least we got one thing, got, you know, we got one thing right. And so I really, I'm thankful that at least we did have that one area because I really do believe that that's kind of kept us, right, you know, right. because sex is super important to a marriage. And this is why I'm doing this whole series because I am just dumbfounded, like really just surprised at how many sexless marriages there are. And I'm talking like couples who have been sleeping in separate rooms for years, couples who haven't had sex for years, and they're still married. And they're basically operating like roommates. They're not um, antagonistic toward each other. They still get along, but they're just not having sex. And maybe someone's listening and thinking, well, goodness, I'm not that bad, you know, but maybe they're going months without having sex or maybe their sex is their sex life is lacking or somebody's not um, being fulfilled or a wife has never had an orgasm or a man just takes and doesn't give like there's so many layers to the dysfunction I think that a lot of couples are having and again for me I'm like we have got to start calling these things out that's crazy because I turned down overtime just so I can be home with you at night wow (laughs) (laughs) I'm seriously I got offered just recently all these things came through for overtime and I was like I'd rather be home at nighttime Hmm. than work is overtime I'm just saying (laughs) so well, listen, but it's like a, a lot of couples are not like that, you know, and it's not like, oh, we're this great. You know, it's not that. But it's I feel like we've always prioritized that. I don't know 
where that came from. Like, I don't know. I wasn't necessarily taught that. I, I know you weren't necessarily taught that, but I think it's the one thing that we found, especially when we were really, really, really troubled. I think it was the one thing that we found that we knew we were doing right mm-hmm. in. And so it's like, we might suck in all these other areas, but we're actually doing really good here. <laughs> and so we've just kept that up. And so I think sex is, um, it's definitely something that can connect you. It binds you together. This is why God created sex for marriage, because it binds you together. You literally create a tie, a soul tie with your spouse. And I've said this on other episodes for women or even men. There's some men who are just not in the mood. You know, I talk to some wives who they're the ones that are pursuing their husbands and their husbands are too tired or too busy or it's sad because I realize like how sex can bring you closer together, how, and it isn't the end all be all. Like it shouldn't just be the thing that brings you together. You should have a strong friendship. You should have times, you know, where you could talk about deep conversations. Like we've been doing a lot of deep conversating lately. You should have times of recreation where you can have fun. And I think all of those things together are how you create love. Right. Mm -hmm. So like if you and I haven't been on a date and we try to be pretty consistent with our date nights, but if we haven't been on a date in in weeks, I'm going to feel some kind of way at night. You know, I'm like, well, you're not even like trying to like connect with me outside of the bedroom. So I don't really want to connect with you inside the bedroom. Right. right. You know, or if if I'm trying to talk to you about something that's deep or that's heavy and I don't feel like I'm getting that friendship love from you, you know, like Mm -hmm. I just want to be there for you. Like that's all going to affect how I feel toward you. Mm -hmm. And so there I think are a lot of um, sexless marriages that don't need to be. Because people aren't talking about some of these issues. They're thinking that it's a a sexual issue. They're thinking Mm -hmm. like, okay, I need to go to the doctor. I don't have a lot of sex drive. I don't have any passion or desire. And I think those things can be true. But I think that it also might be somebody has some major unmet needs. Mm -hmm. Somebody is holding on to some resentment, maybe some unforgiveness. And, And that's why we did the whole relationship mistake series a few episodes ago. Because if you've got all these things happening, you've got fear and apathy and comparison and unforgiveness and all these things and shame, that's going to affect your sex life. Right, 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 right. Well, let's bring it back, though. We were talking about, what was the title again? Um, Making Love Outside the Bedroom. <laughs> Making Love Outside the Bedroom. I mean, me personally, I think it's, it's two different, like I, I hit on the men earlier, but for the for the females, I mean, you can um, unpack it more, but I really think for a female, I mean, it's a build up you know, to the bedroom. In the morning, during the day, you know, leading up different things mm-hmm. versus a male where it, yes, it's outside the bedroom, but it's it's not necessarily a day thing. And it, it might be months and weeks where leading up to it, like for us to respect that, that can go back months, years or so. Mm-hmm. But if, you know, if we, if both parties are willing to work together instead of worrying about what are my needs, like I'm not being respected. If I look at you, how can I respect Dana for today? Mm-hmm. What can I do to respect Dana? That garners natural respect back, you right. know, or whatever I may feel I'm lacking. If I focus my attention on, if I do that towards you, mm-hmm. naturally it would come back. Right. And I think a lot of people don't realize that, you know, they always, what about me? Me, 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 me. You're not meeting me, 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 me. So if you're not meeting my needs, I'm not going to meet yours. Right. And that is actually the antithesis of love. Like love is all about sacrificing for the one that you love, for the object of your affection. So I think the fact that you're saying 
if I'm feeling some sort of lack in my my needs being met, instead of me focusing on, I have this need that's not being met, I can think of, how can I actually meet Sean's needs today? Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things you used to say a, a lot was like, send me pictures. And I'm like, I'm not sending you pictures. Like, really? You, you know what I look like, you right, know? Right. But I had to realize, like, he likes me. He likes to look at me. Like, wow, that's actually pretty cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's when you think about it that way, it's like, oh, my husband actually likes to look at me. So why don't I just send the pictures, you know? Um, or um, if you send me like a, a good morning text, you know, like stuff like that. Or when you do, because you're pretty really consistent about that, you know, um, good morning, love you, you know, hope you have a great day. Like those little things go a long way throughout the day. We're talking throughout the day. We're right, not right, waiting right. until seven o'clock at night just to talk for the first time. Right, right. Um, and so even if it's like real quick 30 second conversation or to send a quick text message, um, we send emojis to each other. Like we're friends. And I think right. that that's the thing that it goes a long way. And so there doesn't need to be like this big priming of the pump at night because you've already planted all those seeds throughout the day. Right. right. You know, I've said it on other podcast episodes, you know, foreplay starts in the morning. I think uh, Dawn and Mark were saying it on the episode that they were on. It's that foreplay starts in the morning. And so that's not just for women, though. That's for men, too. Right. And right. so, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you give your spouse a kiss, you know, you t- be kind. Like sometimes we forget to be kind to our spouse, like, hey, I hope you have a great day, saying thank you, saying please, asking for things instead of demanding things, like all of those things are going to go a long way to making sure that when it does come time to you to build sexual intimacy, mm-hmm. it's it's like an overflow of what right. you've already been yeah. doing all throughout the day. And we give out clues. We give out clues all the time. Yeah. We just have to listen. You give out clues. I need to listen to those clues. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to make it obvious, hey, look what I'm doing. You know, if you say something, I take it, I process, and then come around and do that. You know, like, I like when you comment, I'm pretty or so. Okay. I don't, you're pretty, you're pretty. You know, see, you wear something different. I notice the different things. Your hair is different. That really looks good on you. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. But that's going in your head like, wow, he noticed something. Mm-hmm. Well, he really did. Oh, wow. You know, if you got a new lipstick or a new little things like that, you know, because you're paying attention to each other. Yes. And, you know, don't make it. Hey, look at me. Look what I'm doing, because it kind of kills it. Like, all right, whoop de do. Mm-hmm. You know, like for me, for years, you are asked, what do you want for this? What do you want? You know, what, what do you want for your birthday? What do you want for Christmas? And I still ask that all the time. <laughs> Trying to help you out here. Jeez. I'm still clueless. I'm like. Just rock with it. Okay. So for me, you know, I might Mm -hmm. make comments during the year, during the months or so. You know, matter of fact, for my last birthday, you know, um, Colin got me something, our youngest child. It was some pecans, you know. And I was like, wow, he picked this out by himself. It's like, wow, he was really listening to me. Like, like little things I like. Kickstarts. I, 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 I get it, okay. you know, but I, I, just but I, want you, I just want to give myself credit that I listen and I know that you like pecans. And so for things like that, I like because I don't like telling on my, you know, a few days for my birthday. Oh, this is what I want. This, I mean, because it's kind of like, ah, oh, that's lame. Mm-hmm. I like to be surprised, you know, because I'd rather have a surprise or effort or even if you don't do that, if you try. I like it better than me telling you what I get because it's kind of like, oh, this is lame. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. And I think that translates to like even in the bedroom, like the biggest thing that I think encouraging couples is to to talk and to communicate about what you like and what you don't like. And I know like I used to feel really weird about that. Like 
we're going to get a little bit in the weeds here, but like, do we talk during sex? You know what I mean? And some people are like super talkative and some people like don't have anything to say and neither is right or wrong. Right. It's all about your personality. But I think there would be things that I would be like, Oh, I wish that he would do this, but I would never say anything. Right. And I have no idea. And you have no idea. And so then it's like at the end of the experience, I'm like, that was nice, but it would have been really great if this thing would have happened. So then I was like, you know what? I have a mouth and I need to open it up and tell him what I like. Like, Hey, you know, maybe scooch over to the East side a little bit, you know, whatever it is, you know what I mean? Like being confident enough to say like, I want this experience to be great for both of us. And so if I'm not satisfied, you're probably not going to be satisfied. So talk, communicate about what you like, communicate about what you don't like, communicate about your needs inside the bedroom and outside the bedroom. And I think that if we can just like start having these very natural free flowing conversations, Uh that builds connection. Like when you and I talk throughout the day, it could be about the silliest things or things that don't, they're not super deep, but like that, that does something. It builds on that connection. And so I feel like I've said the word connection a million times in this episode, but that is what actually helps to create that long lasting, passionate love. So that when we're 85 years old, we might not be able to do some of the same things. Oh, I'm still good, baby. I might not be able to do some of the same things, but I just know that like those seeds that we planted all these years are going to produce just a really great, consistent lovemaking relationship. Nice, nice. So if I heard you correctly, I mean, one of the biggest things you said, um, Dr. Pastor Bishop Dana, communication at all times, you know, all during the day right. in all aspects helps lead to that experience in the bedroom right? and experiences elsewhere. I mean, it just helps out all around. Yeah. And being willing to like, even in the bedroom, trying new things. You know, I've talked about this before, but that naked and unashamed, like being vulnerable with your spouse, being willing to be like, let's try this tonight Uh or let's do this. And I think everything is permissible. Like the Bible says, everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. And I do think you need to be careful about like bringing in a whole bunch of excess external things into your bedroom. Absolutely no other people. Like I'm totally against that, right? I'm against porn just because it it dilutes. I mean, there's so many reasons I'm against it, but one of the reasons that it dilutes the connection that you two are building when you have other folks, you know, in there. But even bringing in a lot of external things, I'm not against toys if that's what floats your boat knock yourself out. But I just think that we have to be careful about like that scripture is always in my mind that the marriage bed should be undefiled. Mm -hmm. And so not going so far off the deep end that now you're like, it's not, again, it's taken away from the whole purpose of sex, which is for you to enjoy, um, for you to have toys. I disagree with that. So let's talk about it. I disagree with toys because for the simple fact that you open you open your your sexual experience up to something that you can't live adequately to. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, if I'm using a toy for you, a twelve foot toy, twelve foot. I'm just saying, twelve foot or twelve, not twelve feet, <laughs> twelve inches. You know, whatever. You would 15, not be using this one. Fifteen or inches, something that that is more than what I can do. Yeah. Then you've gotten used to that experience, and I can't match that. Yeah. So now. I'm relying on some external thing to give you pleasure where you you no longer rely on me. And so mm-hmm. I can never meet that need. So that's why it's communication 
what can I do to meet that need? You know, if I need to do something longer, if I need to do oral, do do different things, mm-hmm. how can I cli- make you climax so I'm all you need versus using bring some external factor in there and now every time, okay, all right, that was good. Now go get the toy. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, great. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I'm I'm just saying that everybody might not have that same stance because I know that there are a lot of marriages who use a lot of external things. I think my whole point is, is that you have to be careful when you are bringing in a lot of external things because of just just what you said, Sean. So you're all I need. Well, thank you guys so much for um, joining us on this episode. Episode 26. Thank, thank you. you for thank being you. here. <laughs> it's been great. Okay. Can I be really honest with you guys? Like, talking about sex and staring in my husband's eyes while we were doing it, whew, it got kind of steamy in this podcast studio. (laughs) So I hope that you guys enjoyed that conversation. I hope that you were able to glean some good nuggets of wisdom that will help you in your marriage. I just love my husband. I love when he comes on. Obviously, you guys love when he comes on because I always get so many comments every time he's on an episode like, thanks so much for your husband. Tell him we appreciate what he has to say. And that's just that's just so great. I love watching him flourish in a whole new lane that he never thought he would be in, probably doesn't want to be in. But I'm grateful for what he, um, just for what he gives us to this podcast community and all the things that he does for me. So listen, there is a good nugget for you. Build your spouse up. If they're doing something that is outside of their comfort zone, make sure that you pour on the affirmations because you just never know how much that means to them. So earlier in the podcast intro, I read to you a question from an anonymous Instagram follower, and this is for our Q&A with Dana Shea segment. And this question goes like this. I'm married and me and my husband are having major problems in our marriage. I'm from Arizona and he's from Philadelphia. I moved out to Philadelphia to be with him and marry him. Since then, problems have been occurring left and right. I'm locked in and I'm unsure how to progress. I recently told my husband that I miss my family and I want to go to Arizona to surprise my mother on her birthday. He disagrees and believes that I shouldn't go to Arizona knowing our marriage is in shambles. Please help me with any advice you may have. We believe in God. Divorce is not in question, but we feel we are justified to separate. So my answer to this person, I said, I can see how he would want you to stay close instead of leaving when you are having such major issues. I don't believe that separation is what you should be focused on at this point. It sounds like you are having some major issues with communication. I would recommend that you really hone in on trying to listen to each other without defending yourselves. Also, work on building a stronger connection. I go over all these things with the couples that I coach. There are several episodes on my podcast under the Relationship Mistakes series, episodes 11 through 16. This will hopefully really help you both. And so I sent her the links to the podcast. And then we kind of went back and forth a little bit more after she listens to the podcast. So listen, guys, here's the deal. There are so many couples who are struggling with minor issues in their marriage. There are couples who are struggling with major issues in their marriage. And trust me, I realize that even the minor issues can seem major when you're in the middle of it. I get it. But what I don't want you to do is to struggle through these things alone. I am here to help you. 
And so if you need marriage coaching, reach out. Do not continue to struggle and try to make it work and trying all these things that don't work. I was there, you guys. This is why I do what I do. Sean and I spent so many years struggling, feeling alone, trying all these things that just didn't work. It wasn't until we actually sat down with someone who was further along in their marriage than us, who knew what we were going through, but who also knew how to help to get us unstuck. And so that is my goal for you as you listen to these podcasts. We're not only here to entertain and inform you, but we're here to inspire you to take action in your marriage so that you can have the marriage that you deserve and the marriage that you were meant to have, a marriage of purpose. So be sure to visit me on my website, danashay.com slash coaching if you need to talk to someone one-on-one. I would be more than happy to help. So I hope that I'm able to see some of you guys at our Making Love Outside the Bedroom workshop that's coming up in just a week. You've got one more week to register. We're super excited about that. Did I tell you that we're having group breakout sessions? That's usually the favorite part of these workshops is when couples actually can meet other couples and they can really download and digest all the info that we've covered in the workshop. Well, until next time, you all, be well, be wise, and believe. Your relationship will work if you put in the work. Take care. We'll see you on the next episode. Has fear stolen your peace? I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, helping you fight your fears and grow your faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.